If you're a runner who's felt held back from the joys of running due to an injury, surgery, or diagnosis, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Legacy Running, where we'll be sharing return to run info, insight, and inspirational stories to show you how to win back your happy place and build your legacy. Thanks for joining. Now on to the show. We're going to have a a fun time talking about hips. Yes. Yeah. I'm so excited. Literally my favorite topic of actually all time. Um, (laughs) Let me have you just start by telling us about yourself and how running fits into that. Yeah. So I'm Andy and I am a runner and I I coach at A to Z running and love running. It's part of my everyday life, at least that's the goal because sometimes injury can prevent us from doing what we love, but uh, I want to be a lifelong runner and I want to use it in ways that help me thrive in life. And that's our goal is to help runners thrive. And so I want to live that out and I see it as something that can really help us in our, our health and our, our mind and our emotions and our spiritual well-being. So all with all of those things, that's why I run. Um, but I didn't always start that way. <laughs> You got to ask my like running journey and my mom convinced me to run when I was young. It was our negotiation for doing soccer, doing like the tryout team mm-hmm. and it cost money. So she was like, if I have skin in the game, you have to have skin in the game too. You're going to run with me. And I took that negotiation and I didn't realize how hard it was going to be. <laughs> um, but after complaining and getting over all of the discomfort, I ended up loving running and it's been part of my life ever since. Amazing. I love it. What is your like favorite distance or thing to train for or way of training? Like what's your, like, if this run is on your calendar, you're like, I'm so excited for this. Hmm. When runs, runs with friends are on my calendar, I'm so excited for that. Uh, as far as competitively, which I do like to run competitively too, I have come into my own in the marathon distance. Mm-hmm. That's not where I started. I started in middle distance in college, yeah. but I have come to find that that's like my distance. So hoping to do more of those in the future, but that's the event that I qualified for the Olympic trials in. Okay. So I think that that's the one I am better in than the other events, but it'd be good to try to to grow my abilities and the others too. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then I know you said you coach for A to Z running. Um, is there any like specific, uh, distance or athletes that you coach for, for, for that primarily? Yeah. I would say that it's, it's a range of different, uh, runners and abilities and, and distances that they focus on. Cause you know, it's training for the individual. I always like to say, like, you don't serve your training, your training serves you. So we create plans that help people with where they're at. So continually changing that based on how they're adapting. I would say, though, like a commonality among the people that we coach is that they want running to fit into their life and they they do want to thrive in that. And they are pursuing excellence in the sport. So I would say um, they're just, a, this is a great group of people. I, I'm thrilled to be able to be part of their journey. So it, yeah, it's not like a one specific distance. Although we do have a lot of marathoners, I have to say. Nice. Yeah. I feel like that's a, that's a goal that oftentimes people are like, yeah, I think I need some help. Yeah, that's true. 
true. That's true. There should be a healthy respect for the marathon distance for sure. And I think a lot of people realize that because oh it is it's a journey. It's not just a race, it's a journey. That's for sure a journey. Um, speaking of journey, can you tell me a little bit about your hip journey, kind of how things started and then like the roadmap that led you to choose surgery? Yeah. Yeah, so I have been experiencing system, symptoms for a long time. Yeah. I didn't know it, though. That, I think that that is a common thread, and you would know best because you see a lot of patients, but yeah. I didn't realize a lot of the issues I was having was, was stemming from dysfunction that was from this hip injury. Yeah. So, But I had it diagnosed in 2018 with an MRI. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that was when it was diagnosed, and um, I had one and then the other was diagnosed rehabbing yeah. you know both hips and i was able to through a, a good pt and yeah. being diligent each day uh, i was able to still achieve the goals i wanted to achieve in running it's amazing um so that i was very grateful for because i had a team to support me and i did have a lot of ambition to do like all the exercises required yeah, yeah and um it was tough though because every time I'd have a flare-up, it seemed to be worse. And yeah. is at one point, and this is when I decided to get the surgeries. I'd had a pretty bad flare-up, and it was affecting my everyday life. You know, couldn't sleep because I was uh, I was in pain, and I'd get up during the night and do mobility just because I was so locked up. Yeah. I was really tight. Uh, the body was reacting to an injury that I had. So yeah. at that point is, is when my, my PT is like, hey, you know, I love that you are willing to do all these exercises and get activated uh, and try to do this running. But I would love for you to like do all of that and be at zero pain yeah. rather than do all of that and be at some sort of manageable pain. Yeah. So that's when I decided to, um, that's when I decided to get the, the surgeries. Yeah. Yeah. And then for you, if you want to share, do you know, like, what your diagnosis was? Was it a liberal tear? Did you have any, like, uh, acetabular involvement or, like, dysplasia or anything like that? I don't know all the fancy words, but I had, uh, <laughs> I had impingement um, okay. and I had, had tears in both. So both were, they said morphology, I believe, yeah. um, to describe. And they did end up having to trim the socket as well. Okay. So my... My hips didn't fit into my socket very well. My, my femur didn't. So, and I have a history of her genetics um, that would predispose me. Yeah. <laughs> so my yes. dad had his first hip replacement at 35 years old. Yeah. And uh, it, the genetics of having those illy formed hips might, um, might have contributed to that diagnosis and then the yeah. injury itself. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So a lot of people that develop labral tears, there's like reasons that you can, like some people just have it from degeneration. Um, and then also some people that have a labral tear might also have like that morphology where like the head of the femur, like the ball and socket joint is too big or the socket's too small. And there's definitely a genetic factor in that. So if your like parents are experiencing things uh, like kind of at earlier ages, that's an excellent uh, I don't know, tip to be like, okay, this might be something that I, that I deal with throughout my life. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really wanted to explore how to be healthy without doing 
the surgery initially. And that was really important for me. And I don't regret that because I think it taught me a lot of really good routines and skills and the importance of hip health and activation. And so I, I believe it was all part of my journey for a reason. And mm -hmm. even though I, you know, people could say, oh, that, that time though, that time that you were just really struggling with it. I would say that I, I really grew a lot. That was a very strong growth point in my life. And yeah. I think it was necessary for me then moving forward. Because again, going back to the beginning, like what's my goal? My goal is to be a thriving, healthy runner as long as I can. Yeah. Yeah. So then in, I kind of have a couple questions here, but let's go, let's take it to the end and say in the time where you were like, okay, I think that I need to pursue more. What did that look like for you to like talk to a surgeons and then come to that conclusion? Yeah. Um, it's, it's such a long journey because I had had the diagnosis in those MRIs so early on and then they yeah. wanted to redo those MRIs to see where I was at again. And there was just a lot of appointments and things. And it's hard for me to remember the, a clear timeline of yeah. things. But, um, you know, I think that what was, what was really the reason that I decided to do it was just because my anatomy wouldn't allow for me to um, most likely to not have flare-ups and setbacks like this, yeah. even if I did all the right things. Yeah. And so I think when that was conveyed to me, I, I was making the decision, you know what, I'm going to put, um, I'm going to make this my year of healing. That's what I called it. It's my year of healing I love it. and it's necessary and it's going to be, it's going to be a good thing for me in the long run. Yeah. I love that. Do you feel like there was anyone or a couple people along your journey that like allowed you to feel like hopeful and you like had options and just was like a support for you kind of throughout that whole, whole process? Yeah, I would say a few people. So my physical therapist was definitely the person who I trusted the most in this because I had been going to him for so long and you know how that is that, you know, as a medical professional, like yeah. developing that relationship, he saw me through uh, having the tears and then he helped me qualify for the Olympic trials. I, I could not have done that without him. And that cycle was very hard and I needed a lot of his input and help. And, um, especially when it came to what exercises I needed to do to be able to run effectively. Yeah. So he was definitely, um, one of those people for me, and that was Adam um, in Michigan at Endurance Rehabilitation and Athletics. And, um, you know, my husband, Zach, he's my coach. Um, and he definitely was there for me and all of that, too. He kept reminding me, like, there's been a lot of hiccups in my life when it's come to, to running, you know, I had tough pregnancies and things of that nature. So, He's just reminding me that it's all part of the journey and I don't need to, to rush things yeah. and to get healthy is more important than trying to chase after goals right now. Yeah. That's really, really sweet. Yeah. I talk a lot about in my just podcast programming and all this stuff is like building your team, like finding the group of people and it doesn't have to be your PT. Like it could be any medical provider, but the person that's going to like walk with you the most and like, uh, once you're on their team, I'm sure Adam was like, Hey, I'm going to recommend you to this surgeon because they only see this. And 
you know, this doctor and, and you just like have an element of like someone's taking care of you as opposed to you trying to do it all on your own. Yeah, I absolutely felt that and grateful. I was very grateful that in my area, I had a really great surgeon who was recommended again by Adam and others actually I have a friend who is an orthopedic surgeon. He does mostly uh, foot and ankle and he's like this, you know, yeah, you, you've got a good one. You've got a good surgeon. So that gave me some confidence as well. And you're right. Like it's all about the team and my kids even like being so good with me on crutches. I, if they were like squirrely and crazy, that would have been really tough. So even them, they're helping me through this journey as well. Amazing. Um, and then you talked about your year of healing. I love that. Can you tell me a little bit about what the journey looked like for you to recover and then get back to running comfortably? We'll say. Yeah. Well, I, I, I felt really great after the surgeries <laughs> and I will warn people that like part of that is because the inflammation, it, you have the NSAIDs and then the inflammation's gone and you're like for the first time in forever, I feel like, uh, you know, no aching at night. Um, yeah. So for, for a while there too, I was just elated because I knew it was the right choice. I had already felt like I was making making better mobility, you know, it, it took a while to get that mobility back, but like I could feel the progress and, and I felt yeah. good at that. So, um, yeah, I just, I did all of the, the prescribed stuff that I was given and I loved it because as an active person yeah. and not being able to run, I was like, yay, there's something I can do that's going to help me. And I, I took it seriously because it was the exercise available to me at the time. Yeah. It's, you know, it didn't make me sweat. And that part, I was really grieving. I was like, I just want to sweat. But um, I liked having an active recovery that was that was actually prescribed to me. Um, and I didn't I didn't try to hop on the running early. I took all the time that I needed in between my surgeries. Um, so I had them done staggered. Okay. I, I think that there are some I think there are might be some surgeons who will do them at the same time, but it yeah. was recommended to me by my surgeon to get one stronger and then ready to do the second. So those were staggered by 13 weeks. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I think it helped me. The second, the second one went a lot better than the first one because I had gone through all of the rehabilitation and it made yeah. me stronger on both sides. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, I love, there's something that you said that I really loved when you said, uh, you were like elated right after surgery because like you knew it was the best thing for you. And I think as um, like as a PT, one of the things that I always keep in mind is like, what is the best thing for my patient? And like, what did they want to do? Like previously, it sounds like, I don't know, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but you wanted to go through that like rehab period. And that was like the best thing that you wanted to do. And then when you got the surgery, it was the best thing for you at that time. And then therefore, I think that's what makes the best outcome is like when you're excited about what's going on. Yeah. And I think that it's important to hold on to the hope and to see like, and trust that all this work I'm doing is going to help me because runners, I think this is kind of a common thread and it's not everybody. So I don't want to like make a wet, throw a widespread net, but I think most of us just want to run. We just yeah. want to run and everything else kind of feels laborious. And so I think because I had to stop and there's six months, I had six months of no running and that was so hard for me. Yeah. But to say, 
this is what I need right now. And I'm going to take this seriously to get back to what I love, but not just do it and be like frustrated about it, but to in, try to enjoy it. Yeah. I know it sounds cheesy and it can be really hard to do, but to make it fun for myself in the process. Yeah. That's amazing. I feel like that speaks to a lot of like who you are and just like trying to find joy in the process for sure. Um, I think my last question for you is what would you say to someone that is like in the thick of maybe a hip injury or a flare up and is just trying to like get through it and navigate mm -hmm. forward? Mm -hmm. It's tough and you're allowed to feel all the feels there's going to be a lot of them. Yeah. And I had, I had a few times where I was, was crying and I just had a hard time wrapping my mind around how much endurance it was going to take yeah. to do this race. Yeah. And by that, I mean, this healing process was an endurance feat of sorts. And I think that it's, I think that it's important to, try to be in tune with your body and respect it. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I've taken away from this whole journey is that when my body is telling me something, I'm not going to ignore it. I'm going to honor it. Yeah. And in that I have to learn what different things feel like. And there's going to be times I'm going to have to go and ask like, like my PT, I'll ask him like, is this pain? Okay. Is this not okay? Yeah. Um, but my natural inclination and maybe some of you that are listening and are in a tough spot right now is just to plow through it and that it was going to just go away if you plow through it. Uh, but I would say there's a, there's hope and there's a better way <laughs> um, to get stronger, to feel healthier, to thrive in and through your injury process. Yeah. I started back running. I believe it was, the 12 weeks is it 12 weeks that's recommended after surgery is that right yeah Sarah? Or potentially longer but okay yeah, depend, depending on what you have yeah right uh, i had access to a boost and so i gradually got in and did the run walk and everything Amazing. and i think not rushing again i talked about that phantom ponytail not trying to chase anything and just really enjoy that run mm -hmm. was one of the the biggest things for me and in, in enjoying the whole process. So wherever you're at right now, whatever you're doing to be able to glean out of it, the lessons that you're building, the growth that you're experiencing to celebrate those things, to honor your body. And like you said, Dr. Sarah, to build your team yeah. and um, that that can really help you come out of it better than ever. And I don't mean like performances cause that's never guaranteed. Although yeah. we can strive for excellence, but to find how running is going to aid in your life and help you thrive. Yeah. Yeah. I really love that a lot. Um, yeah. I just enjoy like your perspective of like trying to find joy with where you're at. Um, and also, yeah, I feel like if you reach out for help, it's not a guarantee that your provider is going to tell you don't run for you know 12 months like it could just be hey like let's just do these couple of exercises and you might feel better and then uh and then you can continue running your normal cycle for i don't know your normal cycle right yeah i i love that what you're doing to helping helping athletes and you know for 
for me um, that has been a huge part of how I've been able to get back to running and back to enjoying running. Um, I like to understand things as a yeah. little <laughs> If I understand it, I can yes. run with it. Yes. Yeah. Like there's just so much power in knowing like, okay, when I get into this position, like my hip is a little bit like closed down. So therefore it's probably not the best for me to sit in this position for long periods. And then yeah. if I don't do that, then maybe I could run a little bit longer. It, it, there's so much uh, power and knowledge. Yeah. And I don't have that knowledge myself. So as I mentioned, like going to my PT, Adam of endurance rehabilitation and athletics, like he can explain that to me. And then I can say, okay, I got to do this thing because that's, what's going to help me. Uh, because I don't, you have that knowledge yeah. <laughs> and I can understand the like little uh, micro version of it that Adam will tell me. And then that really helps me own it for mm -hmm. myself. And yeah. then of course, carry that through to better performance and feeling better on my run yeah i love that anything else that you would like to add for or from today's conversation at all final tips takeaways yeah i i think that we covered a lot of like what i feel is important for the recovery journey yeah. um but i do think too it's important and it kind of goes back to the patience piece of it that uh, being patient, being patient can have like an urgency to it too. Like I can be doing all the things I need to, to do today, even though it's not where I want to be with urgency. Uh, I had talked to Andrea Pomeranski about this concept and I, I really have taken that to heart, which is like, I'm not going to skip this today because I'm so far away, far away from where I want to be, you know, in six months, I'm going to have an urgency to do those little things that I can do today in order to prepare myself to continue to run healthily. Yeah. So I think that, that that's another part of it is like to have an urgency and you don't, I think it's a tendency for most of us if we're not where we wanna be at right now, we wanna throw up our hands and say, oh, I just, I don't wanna do any of it. And then just take complete rest. And then we're not mobilizing those hips, which that that's the worst thing, right? They get yeah. so stiff and yeah. the, you feel worse. So being able to have uh, the discipline and the urgency, so to speak, to do the little daily things to feel better. Yeah, I love that. And like having that vision, that's what I do with my clients is like, we work towards a vision, like there's always an end goal. And it's like, to, what I do today is going to like, propel me to whatever goal that I'm working for tomorrow, mm. or six months from now. Yes. Yes. And as runners, we should get that right because it's the long road and we're good at the long road. So we have to just look at this new long road and have the same determination we do when we look at the marathon, for instance. Yeah. Yes. Well, I love your perspective so much, Andy. I feel like your story is going to help a lot of people like navigate their hip journey. So thank you for being open to share. Um, and where can we get more of you? Like podcasts, Instagram, Facebook, what's the best? I think probably, uh, the podcast, which is A to Z running podcast, which I host with my husband, Zach. And we're also on Instagram at A to Z running too. Um, but here at my Andy Ripley, I, I do, you know, if you send me a message cause you're going through something and you just want someone to commiserate, I'm here for you. Yes. <laughs> I know what you're going through, at least somewhat, you know, yeah. all of our experiences are unique, but we can share in some of the common struggles. So yeah, those places I would say.
Awesome. That is so sweet. Well, thank you so much, Andy. And I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thanks. Me too. Thanks for having me, Dr. Sarah. You're so welcome. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Legacy Running. If you haven't already, please share this out so more people can build their legacy. If you would like to work with me, Dr. Sarah, check out strategywithsarah.com and get access to schedule a time to chat about returning to run, pain, injury, or fear-free. There's more info on how to connect in the show notes as well. I look forward to talking with you soon. And remember, how you show up matters.